Our first reading this morning comes from the book of Amos, a book written when things are going rather well. The harvest is plentiful, the nation is strong, and the economy is humming right along. So much so that Amos tells us about people lying in beds of ivory, feasting on lamb, drinking bowls of wine, and anointing themselves with the finest of oils. For them, life is good. For God, though, not so much. Despite their being showered in opulence, God heard the people grumbling. The law stated that after the new moon, a sacrifice of thanksgiving should be offered to God, a way of reminding people that everything that we have in this world is not ours, but is on loan from God. During this new moon festival, all work was to stop. People were to gather together for festivities, sound their trumpets, and gratitude was to be abound as all feasted on the goodness and generosity of God's providence. But for the people, this festival was no longer a time of praise and thanksgiving. These festivals marking the beginning of the month, they had now become a hindrance. Too many holidays, the people cried, yearning to get back to work, open up the markets, and increase their opulence. More ivory, more fine oil, more lamb, and more wine. And to top it all off, they didn't even conduct their business honestly, instead fixing the scales and shrinking the containers, selling God's bounty at a deceitful price. And even the Sabbath day, a day of rest from the hustle and bustle of the busy market, had too become an inconvenience for them. Instead of fixing their eyes to the heavens in adoration of the God of all bounty, the God of all creation, they fixed their eager eyes on the horizon as they watched for the sun to set, all so that just as the new day began, they might buy up the poor as their workers for the low, low price of a pair of sandals. They were devoted to their opulence and had grown to despise their God, detesting times of celebration, thanksgiving, and rest, trading it all for profit, luxury, and advancement, all at the cost of each other, at the cost of those who could buy by tipping the scales and at the cost of those who could not by providing footwear in exchange for their independence. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. 
they ceased to love God. Gratitude, adoration, and worship were now obstacles standing in the way of their lives of luxury. And they had ceased to love neighbor too, cheating and exploiting. It had become the new normal. I love that our lectionary pairs this reading from Amos with this gospel from Luke, because for me, it's the only way this passage about the shrewd manager has any hope of making sense. We hear this morning about a manager who had been acting dishonestly and whose master demanded to know what he had done. So he went out to all who owed his master, reducing their debt, and by doing so, gaining their favor. When the manager returned to his master, he applauded him. Sure, he had forgiven debts that were not his to forgive, but people now spoke words of adoration about this forgiving master. It was a mini jubilee of sorts, an unexpected and unearned forgiveness of debts. And for that, joy was abound not just for the manager who delivered the news of forgiveness, but for the master as well, under whose unknowing graciousness this had all been offered. So imagine then the differences between the world of Amos and the world of this shrewd manager, a world of profit at all costs versus a world of forgiveness a world of sharing God's bounty, a world reflecting the forgiveness and generosity of God, a world where we diffuse God's love for us among all whom God places in our lives. Every week we gather around this table to give thanks to the Lord our God. We say it is right to give God thanks and praise. We say this week after week, perhaps as a reminder. In times of trouble, we know how easy it is to remember to pray, petitioning God for our own needs and intercessing with God on behalf of others. But in times of plenty, like in our first reading, how easy is it to forget to pray? Our reading from Amos is not an ancient story, but can all too often become a contemporary one, a story of forgetting to give thanks to the Lord our God for the abundance of gifts we have in our lives. So together we gather in this sacred house on this Sabbath day. And like shrewd managers, we dish out pardon that is not ours to dish out, declaring the forgiveness of the sins to those who desire it. And we do this all to the delight of the Lord of this house, 
the Lord who created all that we have, the Lord who adores all whom were created and called into being, that very Lord to whom we should give our thanks and praise.